November 4th, 2022, and we're in the wide lines, if you count down two, four, five lines down in the wide lines, three words before the end of the line, very briefly the context, which is important for a general perspective, but the Gemara will now get, as it has been doing, even more particular and detailed. The general context is the Gemara is dealing with a Beraita, the Beraita at the onset of our discussion of the Perik, was dealing with the halachot that we derived and, and mentioned in the Mishnah. We're dealing with the several, the variety of uh, forbidden relations which uh, give a person, if they, get, if they engage in them, serefa, you get put to death by the death penalty of, uh, of burning. And the Beraita, in explaining how we derive these laws, mentioned a gezera shavat, a gezera shavat, which we're talking about now for a full daf, it'll be a little bit more, maybe another amud or so. The gezera shavat was that word, that mysterious word, zima, the Torah uses that word in two specific circumstances, and we derived laws with regards to hayuf serefa from one to the next. For today's discussion specifically, the Gemara is going to delve in on the fact that the word zima, as it was applied across boundaries, with regards to learning laws, again, specifically serefa, from one to another, brought us from relatives of the wife to relatives of the husband. That was the specific and most important detail that we had for, for today's Gemara, which means to say we understood that laws with regards to descendants from the wife's side, although the Torah talks about her descendants, we derived from those as well that the hiyuv, the death penalty to the descendants on the husband's side would be identical with regards to uh, forbidden relations. Says the Gemara, if that's the case, if we're deriving across uh, the lines of wife to husband laws because of this gezerah shavah, the Torah links these two cases up, these two uh, familial relations up, asks the Gemara, again, three words before the end of the line here in the fifth wide line, imahi em ima asura afhu em imo asura. So the question of the Gemara, assuming you have foreknowledge of the Gemara Nivamot and Dafkaf Aleph, which Rashi cites, it goes as follows, just first that Gemara. That Gemara deals with many of the forbidden relations as well, but uh, specifically for us it says that Em Imo, that means the mother of your mother, a man's grandmother, maternal uh, line, is from the Torah permitted with regards to relations. I don't suggest it, but it's permitted according to the Torah. I particularly don't suggest it. It's forbidden, says the Gemara, midrabanan, over there, the Beraita and the Gemara explain, which means to say it's what's called shiniot la'arayot. It's a bit removed with regards to direct familial lineage and relationship, but forbidden, rabbinically speaking. Again, I'm not, although I should maybe, someone mentioned to me yesterday, I should, Jesse had mentioned to me yesterday, we should give a little bit of context for the idea that the Torah has all these forbidden relations in today's day and age, and for quite some time we think about these and we're disgusted for good reason. Who would want to engage in only someone who's deranged? And we're entering into, during the time of Torah, into Eres Kenan, where this was the way of the pagan, idolatrous uh, sects of people. They would engage, sometimes religiously so, very often religiously so, in incest. That wasn't only lust, it wasn't only desire, it was also part of their rites and their, uh, and their ways of religion. As a result, the Torah is very particular in forbidding them to us. Uh, what sort of messages do those have to us? 
Uh, we'll have to try to uh, pinpoint one or two. Not always simple with regards to. Why do you say you don't suggest it instead of banana? So I, I want to step further. Thank you, Nathan. First, I said I don't suggest it with a smile. I was a liman, I admit. Then I said, not only do I not suggest it, I'll forbid it, I think. I think the recording will reveal that. Um, 100%. I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't be putting myself down. Let me be clear. Yeah. 100%. To make it fully clear. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so the Beraita over here asked the following question. It says, once I'm making Gezerah Shava from her relatives to his relatives, from the relationship with regards to the man and his wife's side, descendants and ancestors, maybe I should completely and fully fill the list on his side. But wait a second, it's not so. We know the halakha is with regards to her side, her grandmother, her mother's mother, is forbidden from the Torah to this man, to any man. But on the other hand, on his side, his mother's mother, his maternal grandmother, is permitted from the Torah, but very much forbidden. It's sheniyot la'arayot midrabbanan. Maybe it should be asur even from the Torah. Who cares if it's asur from the Torah midrabbanan? You shouldn't and wouldn't be involved in it anyway. Or the question will be furthermore, do you get put to death? If it's an asur from the Torah, we'll have a death penalty appended to it. If it's asur midrabbanan, we'll lash you, we'll uh, treat you very severely, but we're not going to uh, to the extent uh, um, of, of putting you to death. But anyway, I want to understand. Perhaps we should have uh, fixed that list. Maybe this is also asur. So that's really the question of the Gemara. It says the Gemara, imahi em ima asura. Perhaps once you're applying this Gezerah Shabbat, Zima, Zima, you're linking up the two sides in terms of relatives, and her maternal grandmother is Asura to him. Afhu, so to he, Em Imo, his maternal grandmother should be Asura. And so you say, of course it's so. The Gemara Nivamot and Dafkaf Alf points out and explains to us, it's only in Isumid Rabbanad, not from the Torah. Amar Abaye. Abaye's initial response, and we'll hear Rava in a moment, Amar Abaye, Amar Kera, Immechahi, Mishum Immo Ata Mechayevo, Viata Mechayevo, Mishum Em Immo. So Abaye's answer goes as follows. He says, the Pasuk has extra words uh, seemingly unnecessary. The Torah says that you're forbidden in relations to your mother. And then the Torah seemingly unnecessarily repeats, by the way, Imohi, it's your mother. Why would the Torah repeat that? Uh, so just Abaye, the reason the Torah repeats that is to designate, for one reason or another, we're not talking philosophically, we're talking empirically, just read the Torah. The fact that the Torah repeats that and makes it clear to us, Mishum Imo Atamehayevo, the Hayuv Mita, the Hayuv, the Isu from the Torah of grandmother, of that sort of lineage, will be because it's coming from his mother. You won't make him forbidden because of his mother's mother, specifically and only his mother, not his grandmother. That's the Torah's way of designating. Again, I don't, the Torah is not telling you to engage in such relations. The rabbis are very much telling you not to. But with regards to reading the Torah, the fact that the Torah seemingly in a redundant fashion repeats, by the way, imohi, it's on you. It's his mother who's forbidden. His grandmother's not. That's not so on the on the wife's side. On the wife's side again, her maternal ma- grandmother is forbidden from the Torah. All right, that much. Go ahead. I've, I'm I'm not purporting in today's uh, class, nor uh, that's I was kind of alluding to that earlier. 
I don't fully understand the context of Avodah Zarah that the Torah is contending with, which I think might be the answer to it. In other words, it might have something to do with what the Darkea Emori, what the Avodah Zarah ways were, and in turn the Torah says, ah, that's real Avodah Zarah. This one, again, I don't get engaged in this, but the Torah maybe doesn't feel it necessary to say Asur, because it's not the ways of Avodah Zarah. It's conjecture. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not 100% certain. I will mention very briefly in that context that the Torah and Parashat Haremot, where we talk about the Seyed HaAvodav Kippur, has, of course, the mention of many of these Isure Arayot as well. It's for that reason as well, that for one reason or another, in terms of particulars on Kippur, as we have it today, in Minha, we read from the Arayot. In truth, if you read the Seder HaAvodah, if you read about and think carefully, compare it with other circumstances and laws and descriptions in the Torah, what the Kohen Gadol was doing on Kippur, there are many clear and overt mentions in the Torah that Kippur was for us, once upon a time, the way of designating, making clear, we're eradicating Avodah Zarah. That was a very clear point on Kippur. We have this oneness with regards to our focus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and getting rid of it. So it's not so crazy in terms of the Torah. Sometimes people will wonder, why does Parashat HaHaremon, talking about Kippur, talk about blood? Blood was very much part of the rights of the Avodah Zarah. Rambam makes this clear in Morin Avuchim. We know this historically. The Torah makes it somewhat clear. So the Torah has the said Avodah. Then it talks about blood. There's a whole Perek in Parashat HaHremot talking about uh, blood with regards to the forbidden nature of eating blood and involvement in blood and blood is nefesh and so forth. And then the last chapter in Parashat HaHremot, which we read on Kippur, is the Parashat Arayot. Forbidden relations, and sometimes it's a little bit uh, d- deflecting, it's a little bit confusing on Kippur. I mean, ha, we're reading about the forbidden relations, I'm feeling kind of spiritual on the day. All of a sudden, that's what you mentioned to me. So, of course, being realistic, there's a message in and of itself. Being realistic, it might be spiritual, but the lust, the desire is still there. Beyond that, and I think that uh, touches on, on Stanley again, without a full answer, beyond that, the Isure Arayot at their core were not only, were not only, this is incest and it's inappropriate, they were furthermore uh, distancing us and eradicating the ways of Abu Dazarah, the Torah is clear, you're entering into this land and look at their idolatrous ways, among those is... How so? I will return the gentleman in the room to the conversation that I've cited more than once between myself as a young man with the uh, Sho'il Meshiv in Mir Yeshiva. When I went in with a similar question, I asked about one of the derashot of the Hachamim. And so what he did quickly was open up to three Tosafot throughout Talmud in which they say, we don't truly understand these derashot. We follow them as they portray them to us. We follow the internal logic. Sometimes it appears as if Hey, we could ask questions from another derasha, and, and other times we just raise our hands and say, we're going to trust their derasha and we're missing. And other words, the methodology in general of, of the Gemara, not simple to fully wrap your head around. So I hear you. You want to say, Imohi is... Yeah, I answer. so to the, I, I, I checked, you know, when I prepared, I did check the Rishonim, I didn't, I didn't see such a question. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not accusing, I'm smiling as I say it. That's the only reason we're, we're linking this to the other side, yes. It's once you did Zima Zima, the assumption is we're not only going down, we're going up as well. 
So if it said isha, upita, ubat pita, and so forth, and we're doing zima to now doing it to the man's side, so we're assuming that on the man's side, just like on the woman's side, we should go up to not only the mother, we should go to grandmother as well. That's it. I mean, had we, had we derived that her mother-in-law was forbidden, that's explicit in the Torah. Right? That's Yishayu Bita. So we want to now bring that to his side and say, his maternal grandmother. You're right. The Torah only says it by her side. Zima, zima, that was our question. Says, says Rava, mi'ut uh, in the Pasuk. So it's an important question. You can, there's a large set of books, still not finished. They're the bright yellow books, you might see them in many traditional Batei Midrash. They're called Encyclopedia Talmudit, started by Rabbi Zevin many years ago. And in it, there's a, it goes through the Aleph Bet in terms of Gezerah Shavah, you can open up and you can understand the following. And very, you know, a, 30 pages plus on this with regards to sourcing, there are different types of Gezerah Shabbat with regards to the tradition. In terms of when the Gemara cites a Gezerah Shabbat, rarely will you find another, say, ah, no, what's Zima Zima? You don't find that now, Gemara. Nobody's disputing Zima Zima. Everybody's accepting that. Question is, what do we derive from it? Sometimes the Gemara tells us exactly, it comes back kind of to what I said to Nathan before I'm from Tosafot, but it's, sometimes the Gemara says, this Gezerah Shavah, based on Masoret, on tradition, links them up for X, Y, Z, and not A, B, C. Sometimes the Gemara says, we know these are linked up. To what extent? I mean, to the, to, to the point that, to, to this point, the Gemara in just a moment will have a methodological dispute. It's Bimeir and Chachamim about what you do in general even when you know what you derive with Gezerah Shavah. What do I mean by that? We'll read it in just a second. I'll tell you outside beforehand. When I have a Gezerah Shavah and I know, and I know to link A to B, to what extent? For all of its laws? Or specifically for a narrow context? That's going to be a mahluk. So you say, but it's Masoret, it's Mesinai. I'm not disputing that. Neither are they. What they are disputing is, well, what do I now do with that Masoret? I tell you, I have tradition that, uh, I don't know, the Beracha on this is uh, X. And so you say to me, why is that some? I'm not sure, certain. I say, uh, for this reason, and Judah says, and Jeffrey says, we all, but we know the tradition. We're just discussing the details in it. Anyway. So the, uh, how are we getting grandmother from Inyechah? We're doing the opposite. Opposite. No, mat- no, 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 not maternal grandmother. You have them on the maternal side, you have her mother in law and her mother in law's mother. Right? That's what we did we, uh, the last two days. Now, once we have that, we're trying to bring that to the husband's side and say his maternal gra- grandmother should also be forbidden. The fact that the Torah says, Who's forbidden? Your mother. She's your mother. It tells you only your mother, not your grandmother. Only your mother, not your grandmother, from your mother. The pasuk in its entirety says you cannot have relations with your mother. It's your mother! I mean, so, you know, if I say it like that, so you say it's not a Yitur. No, it's actual. Why is the Torah doing it? Torah does that to tell you only your mother is forbidden. Your mother's mother is not forbidden from the Torah. That's the point. That's the dirashah of Rabbah. It's a mi'ut. Says the Gemara over here. All right, so that being the case, excuse me, not Rabbah, that was Abaye. Says the Gemara onward. Uh, Amar Rava, and now if, if it hasn't been a bit confusing, well, well, we'll make it even more so now. Amar Rava, excuse me, Rava Amar, Ben Leman de Amar Don Mina Umina, Uben Leman de Amar Don Mina, 
ve'oke be'atra la'atya. And so first the words, then the concept, and then getting into the details. So Rava's statement is here. Ben leman de'amar, ben leman de'amar. Man de'amar, man mi de'amar she'amar. So says Rava, either way you maintain, uh, irrespective of what your general approach is to gezerah shava. This is what I was mentioning earlier. Don mina umina, don, of course, means dan. You're dealing with, you're judging, you're dealing with the pesukim in the Torah, the gezerah shava. Mina umina, mina from it and from it, which means to say whether your opinion when it comes to gezerah shava is... And, and follows as the law over there is X, I'm, to, I'm carrying it over to here, the law over here will be exactly X. So for example, for our purposes, we'll find out in a moment, the question will be, even if I say, even if I accept that the grandmother on the husband's side from his mother is going to be forbidden, and I'm deriving that from the mother's side, does that mean that it's the same death penalty? Maybe she's just forbidden. Does it mean as well that she's forbidden with the death penalty of Serefa? That would be don mina umina, which means say it's identical. If you're driving from one to the other, mina umina. Or the other opinion is don mina ve oke be atra. Atra, diba atra den, kulatar ve atra means place. So maybe there's, there's another opinion, this is the opinion of hachamim, not like Rabbi Meir, that it's don mina, I derive it from there, ve oke, and place it be atra in its place, which means to say, yeah, it might be forbidden. It might be a different death penalty. How would you determine the death penalty? Based on what the laws are on this side of the aisle. Either way you go, when it comes to Gezerah Shabbat, the suggestion here of Rava is you will not be able to carry this Gezerah Shabbat even from a logical perspective. Logically analyzing the different laws, it won't match. It won't work. Now it gets a little bit complicated, so but we're going to remind one thing before we get into the complications. First, we're going to review very briefly what we're in the middle of, and then we'll remind one thing. So we're in the middle of trying to figure out why we won't derive the law of maternal grandmother being forbidden from the Torah from maternal uh, maternal grandmother on the wife's side, meaning your mother-in-law's mother. Why aren't we deriving one from the other? Initial answer, imahi. This answer is, logically, it won't pass over. You won't be able to pull this off. Now, here's the next introduction very briefly. We learned already in the Mishnayot, there's a mahloket, there's a dispute between Bishimon and Hachamim with regards to severity and death penalties. Uh, we ranked the death, the death penalties. On Kippur, that's the opinion of Hachamim. Bishimon disagrees. And for our purposes, the most important part that he disagrees about is that Serefa is the top of the death penalties, and only afterwards is Sekila. That's what you need to remember with regards to the Bishimon. So again, according to the Bishimon, Serefa is more Hamura than Sekila. According to Hachamim, Sekila than Serefa. Here goes the Gemara. Here goes Rava. He says, If you were, if you do, maintain that the way it works in Gezerah Shabbat is not only do I derive the general law and then apply it accordingly, but I derive the law in its entirety, I get stuck in trying to transfer over this law because I would say the following. Three questions. Number one, mahi em ima asura. The same way she, her mother's mother, her maternal grandmother, is forbidden. Afunameh. So too, you would tell me, em imo asura. His maternal grandmother's asura. Umina. And if I'm going to entirely learn this law from her side 
to his side, it will go like this. Mahi bisrefa, the same way the Torah either explicitly or implicitly teaches me that on her side, her grandmother to him, his mother-in-law's mother is Asura with death penalty of serefa, afuname bisrefa, so too his maternal grandmother would be bisrefa. He still haven't told me the problem, Rava, but here's the problem. First and foremost, says Rava, lemanda mar serefa hamura, according to Bishimon, that serefa is the more severe death penalty. Ikal mifrach, I would ask a question on this attempted uh, derived law, malihi sheken ima bisrefa tomar behu sheimo biskila. He says it won't match up, it won't make sense because it goes like this. On her side, if a person, Lo'alenu, has relations with his mother-in-law, the Torah is explicit. What's the death penalty? Serefa. It makes sense then that hers, or it stands to reason, it's okay for us to now understand that her grandmother, your mother-in-law's mother, is also bisrefa. What about on his side? Torah is explicit about the death penalty for relations with your mother. Ah, sekilah. Now you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me that, that's right, you're going to tell me that I'm deriving from the mother's side, and it's got to be entirely derived and applied, that the second, third generation is bisrefa, the grandmother's bisrefa. It means on the man's side as well, his grandmother would need to be bisrefa. Now that doesn't make sense. His mother's the lower death penalty, sekila, which is explicit in the Torah, and based on your gezerah, the more distant relative, the grandmother, she's going to be Bisrefa, the higher severity? Ah, it doesn't make sense. Now again, it's only a question according to Rabbi Shimon who maintains that Serefa is more Hamura. If you maintain that Sekila is more Hamura, so then I, I understand. The mother is Biskila. Okay, but that's first and foremost. And furthermore, Imo Biskila, M Imo Bisrefa. And he says, Furthermore, I'll tell you, and so again, the first question is going to be that the death penalties just don't match up. They just don't match up. On one side, I, I, I blew it. I already told you the second question. But the, the first question is the death penalties don't match up. On her side, it's both bisrefa. On his side, it's going to be bisrefa. Furthermore, again, his mother is going to be death penalty of sekila. His grandmother bisrefa. And lastly, and then lastly, and, and finally, even according to the opinion of Hachamim, that Serefa and Sekila are in the opposite order, it goes Sekila and then Serefa, in which case I say, all right, so now everything's clean. On his side, it goes Sekila for his mother's relation, and his grandmother's Serefa. But wait a second, you told me this needs to be a clean and absolute Gezerah Shavai, exactly the way it looks on that side, so too it should look on this side. Well, on that side, both her mother and grandmother from maternal lineage are the same death penalty. They're both Bisrefa. On his side, I don't care that Sekila is more hamura and serifa is less hamura. Ultimately speaking, they're not the same. Hilakta, as a result, says the Gemara, Ulmanda Amar Sekila Hamura Kushia. Even that last third question, Lodin Nidona, will be problematic. So says Rava, then my first question 
on applying this Gezerah Shavai is I won't be able to logically pull it off. It won't fit out. It won't fit in a symmetrical fashion. But I've only done it according to the opinion Don Mina Umina. I've only done this according to the opinion that Gezerah Shavai works. It's an all or nothing interpretation. I take it from one side and I apply it to the other side entirely with regards to not only prohibition but punishment as well. What about according to the other opinion? Three lines from the bottom. What about according to the opinion who says you can derive from one side one law and apply it accordingly on the other side to the other law, in which case I would say on her side, on the, the woman's side, so her grandmother is forbidden to him, I'll apply it to his side and I'll say that the grandmother is forbidden, that's not a problem, I'm just deriving, I'm just understanding that it's both going to be prohibited. It doesn't need to be identical, it doesn't need to be the same. Yes, we don't learn, we don't learn punishment from Kalvachon. Are we even going to... So it goes like this. The reason that we don't use Kalvachomer, the, the, there's several reasons, but one of, the, one of the major, Rashi's interpretation to why we don't do Kalvachomer for, for, um, for punishment of Enron Chin Minadin is that you and I, I, in my feeble mind, cannot determine death on God's level. I might try really hard. We might be really good at Gemara. We might really have a Torah perspective. But still, you're certain that you're not making a mistake on Gezerah Shabbat. The Torah is linking it based on tradition. It's not me and you, my, mine and your logic. That's the, that's the uh, standard interpretation of how you distinguish between that. Because again, the words are in Onshim Min Din. Din means logic. And so like the, you know. Anyway, it says the Gemara over here. Uh, so he says, uh, says Rava, even according to the opinion that in a Gezerah Shabbat it won't need to be entirely identical, it rather means I derive a general law and the specifics will be determined. Again, that's the attempt. The attempt is the same way her grandmother is forbidden to him, so to his maternal grandmother should be forbidden. And I'll now try to I'll place this accordingly in its place. Who de bisrefa? Excuse me. The okebatra hatam who de bisrefa. Over there, when I'm dealing with her maternal grandmother, it's going to be bisrefa. Aval hacha. But on this side, meaning on his grandmother, it's going to be biskila. Why would I state that? Kid ashkehan, as we find beimo. The Torah explicitly says that the death penalty for uh, relations with your mother is skila. So now says says uh, Rava, it's still going to be again. Now it seems clean. All right, I'll apply it as follows. I'll say that the same way on the woman, the wife side, her grandmother is forbidden, and it's bisrefa. But her mother is explicitly bisrefa on the husband side, where I'm applying grandmother as well from the maternal lineage. I'll apply a isur. What's the isur? Death penalty. It's not going to matter because, I got you, ultimately speaking, the way we're deriving this isn't going to narrow us and box us into only when he's married. That was why his grandmother's going to be affected because of his marriage, and that's when she's going to be asked, I understand what you're saying, saying, but we're deriving it from the fact, let's just call it in a hypothetical. Hypothetically, if you had, quote, another grandmother, because your wife has that grandmother, so that's the law. So now that you have this grandmother, so you can have it even in the hypothetical, it wouldn't matter. But here he says, here's, here's how it goes, According to the opinion, Rabbi Shimon, as we mentioned, as we learned, that Serefa is more hamura, is the more severe death penalty, says Rabbi, I have a problem. Even if you say, Don mina ve'oke be'atra, how so? Ika le'mifrach, 
מלהי שכן אימה בשרפה, תאמר בהוא שאימו בסגילה. He says, you're trying to drive from one side to the other side. Now, wait a second, which one's more hamal? Which one's more severe? You're telling me serifa. I'll tell you, here's how it works. On the woman's side, where you already told me her mother, the mother-in-law of this man, is bisrefa. Ah, over there. You see what the Torah is telling you? That's more hamur. To get involved on that side, it's more hamur. How do you know serifa? Bishimon says more. Her grandmother as well is bisrefa. You're going to apply that to his side? Listen, nobody's permitting this. But in terms of severity, you can't now derive, oh, well, if there's a grandmother asura, so on this side as well, imo is biskila, which according to Bishimon is lower. Tomar behu, she imo biskila ve'od, and furthermore, hu kihi mahi lo chilakta ba ben bita le'em ima, avhu lo tahlok do ben bito le'em imo, and furthermore, we'd want it to be, it would stand to reason that even according to the opinion of don mina ve'oke be'atra, there should be a certain symmetry. It's not a full-fledged symmetry, but there should be a certain symmetry. The same way on the, the wife's side, her child uh, and, and, and uh, daughter and granddaughter are going to be bisrefa explicitly in the Torah, so too her grandmother's bisrefa, so too it should be on his side, whereas the Torah tells us that his daughter and granddaughter are biskila, and even according to the hachamim who maintain that sekila is hamura, this last question will be enough to be mafrich, to ask a question on our Gezer HaShavah. Effectively, what the Gemara did then for us, we have a little bit more of it, which we'll begin right now, a little bit more of it. Effectively, what the Gemara did for us was maintain what we had initially. The Beraita told us we have a Gezer HaShavah, Zima, Zima. It challenged or questioned, according to that Gezer HaShavah, if we take it to its full logical extent, we should furthermore learn a law that the maternal grandmother is forbidden, at the very least, from the Torah to the husband, and we logically were mafrich, which means say we knocked it down. Either from a pasuk, not logically, I was abaye, imohi, much more simple, or Rava says even without that pasuk, I can logically work this out, just stick with my logic a bit. Now the Gemara has one last along this line. Uh, it's going to be a, a little bit more, but it, now that we have this, we'll be able to do it a little bit more swift. What do you mean? Is that a problem? Were you asking a question on, on Bishimon? That what, that on her side it's serifa? Uh, keep in mind, this question's gonna be a question according to, uh, what, I think what you're asking, I got you, what you're asking, let's see, what, uh, what I understand Judah's asking is goes as follows, and, and it's kind of the Stanley question initially in different words, in more sophisticated ways of, of asking it. You're asking if serifa is more hamura, you're saying, so how come his mother-in-law's bisrefa and his mother is biskila? That doesn't make sense. I understand. Let's say sekila is more hamura, all right? Like hachamim. How come his mother-in-law's mother is asura and his mother, his grandmother maternally is muteret? It's going to be the same question, ultimately speaking. The answer is going to have to be. That's uh, the way the Torah is telling it to us. Something to do maybe with the Avodah Zarah. His mother's mother should If you told me that his side, in other words, Judah's assumption, for good reason, is that the blood lineage, his side, is going to be more severe, so he says, so how come his side is less severe? So I'm saying, you already have that because his grandmother, we know, is permitted. So I'm saying, the question... Question's going to apply even without Rabbi Shimon and Hachamim. Says the Gemara, I mahu kalato asura, afi kalata asura. We'll suffice with Abaye and go into Ravan this one. But here's the question. Uh, you told me, I remember, still, because we haven't stopped talking about this, Gezer Shavav, Zima, Zima. 
well, maybe I should uh, learn another law. So you told me the grandmother on his side maternally, and we can't pull that one off. All right, what about daughter-in-law? The Torah tells us, kalato asura. From his side, the Torah tells us his daughter-in-law is forbidden to him. Maybe her daughter-in-law. What does it mean, her daughter-in-law? She comes in with a steps, stepson uh, who's married. Her daughter-in-law should be forbidden in relations to her now husband. And the halacha is this one's not even forbidden. Midrabanan, it's not even on that list in Masechit Yevamot and Davkafal. The Gemara there says that kalata is muteret to him. Kalata horeget, it's a kala, meaning the daughter-in-law who's a stepdaughter-in-law, right? Because it's not actually his daughter-in-law. And maybe that should be uh, now forbidden. Maybe the stepdaughter-in-law should be forbidden. Now, Says Gemara, I'll take you Abaye. Amar Abaye, Amar Kera, Eshet Binechahi, Mishum Eshet Binechata, Mihaevoviata, Mihaevo, Mishum Eshet Bena. Says Abaye, says Jesse. Again, the same type of thing he did last time. What did he say last time? The Torah went out of its way to repeat unnecessarily and redundantly repeated. Uh, who is this? This is your mother. Does the same thing with regards to your daughter-in-law. The Torah unnecessarily, seemingly says, by the way, this was forbidden. You want to know? And death penalty. Because it's your daughter-in-law. Why is it telling me because it's your daughter? It's telling you because it's your daughter-in-law. If it's your wife's daughter-in-law, so that's not a part of this. See, even though logically you want to apply it from this Gezerasha, Torah is telling you not that way. Rava, we're just going to read the first lines. Rava Amar, Ben Lamanda Amar Don Mina Umina, Ben Lamanda Amar Don Mina Ve'oke Beatra La'atya. Says Rava, I'm going to do the same thing again, what I did over there, the whole logical being mafrich the gezer shavah, I'm going to do that over here as well. Once the Gemara gets through this, here's my promise to you, I was kind of, once the Gemara gets through this, by the time you get to the bottom of the Ayin Vav Amudal, you get back into a land and world of Gemara that we're familiar with from even before Perek Helek world of Gemara of Shakla in a way that we're familiar, maybe even comfortable, doesn't uh, hurt your brain all that much. Uh, so it's a short incoming. Baruch Adonai Amen 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 Am